Ahem. Experience is the best teacher in outboard racing and in smoking, too. Smoking whatever brands I could get during the wartime cigarette shortage taught me there's no other cigarette like a camel. I got in the car when your mom stopped for gas. I'm just happy to be here. Wow. so sick that I created that myself. Um, hello everyone, welcome to Happy to Be Here with Father Science. I'm your host, Father Science. Uh, long time no see everyone. I apologize, I've been super busy trying to deal with a bunch of stuff. Uh, oh, excuse me. Um, and I, I really haven't had the time and focus to do the podcast that I wanted to do. So I, I took some a little bit extra time to do this one um, because I want to start making more quality ones. So I actually like wrote a script and stuff for this one um, after the intro. So I uh, really stoked about how it's going to turn out. Hopefully, um, I'm still going to like, you know, do a little freestyle for the intro as I always do uh, with some updates um my first really good update is i uh am officially off paper on everything um which means my record is going to be only a class b misdemeanor out of the eight charges that i've had on my record nine um which is going to help me a lot for this next cycle of medical school i'm really excited uh i worked really hard for it so i i deserve it i believe um and anyone that kind of goes through the same shit that I has knows knows how like shitty probation really is it's really like uh, what's it like it's like literally being a child you get watched doing everything and you have to report back doing everything and I'm 26 years old you know like it, it's I don't know it's frustrating I'm not in a super also side note I'm not in a super energetic mood I've got work in a couple of hours, which makes me sad. So, um, it's a 12 hour shift from 6 a 6 PM to 6 AM. So, um, oh, I gotta fix my mic. Uh, you know, it, it will, uh, I'm going to be a little bit more mellow this time. I'll try and be a little bit more energetic, but I'm going to be mellow. Um, my second biggest update I'm looking at right now is I got a puppy. I got a, I had I got a golden or not a golden doodle an Aussie doodle named Turner, and he is the cutest thing. And uh, um, here I'll show you him real quick. Look at this motherfucker! Isn't he the cutest thing you've ever seen? I hope he goes back to sleep because he's kind of a shithead. Um, but look, oh, so cute. I named him Turner after Will Turner in Pirates of the Caribbean. For those that know me personally, they know that, listen, they know that's like my favorite movie ever is Pirates of the Caribbean. So, um, and he's like such a good dog. He doesn't bark that much. He super smart. Um, yeah, he, he's just been uh, an angel. He doesn't shed. That's pretty awesome. 
Um, and I'm obsessed with him. I usually get annoyed with those people that are like, I have fur babies. Um, but I totally have a fucking fur baby now. I fucking love my fur baby. It really actually was like pretty good birth control for me because now I realize how hard it is to raise just a puppy the right way. Um, I would totally abandon my kids if I had actual ones because that's just so hard. I'm so not ready for that. Um, but it would be good. It's character development for them. You know, if I had kids and I abandoned them, they become funny like me and, and smart probably like me. So um, you're welcome, future children. If I have a child in the next couple years then uh, and I abandon it, like you're welcome, you know for making you successful due to my abandonment and my genes. So, um, uh, I've been snowboarding a lot lately too. I've, I've been trying to, you know, fucking smack the slopes before, uh, you know, global warming takes over. And it's been nice. I, I've been throwing some sick tricks, some sick fucking tricks. I'm wearing one of my like windbreakers that I wear up on the fucking slopes right now. I'm actually getting kind of hot. But uh, I look fucking good in it, so I don't really want to change it out of it. I feel like I look really good. Uh, I don't have a lot of updates this week. Uh, or this this podcast episode has been more a lot longer than a week, um, uh, because I haven't really been paying attention uh, a ton to my life. I've been trying to like live in the moment a bit more and not think of stuff to post that's funny. Um, as you've no, and I haven't been posting on TikTok as much. If you are a TikTok follower, I just I can't handle it right now. I don't know why, and I apologize. Um. Okay, my first <laughs> first thing I wrote down uh, is uh, how many jokes can we make about straight white boys that buy stocks before it gets old? So here's my thing. Um, I think TikTok's really funny a lot of the time. I think it's a, a great platform for people to be really funny. It's like Vine. I, I think it's a better version of Vine. Um, God, I'm sweating in this. Um, but here's the thing is that it, it gets old when, when we have super repetitive jokes that people make, like everyone's like, Oh, I hate straight white boys that buy stocks. And I hate those guys too. Uh, even though I'm one of them now, but, uh, I hate like business majors. Everyone does. Right. But like, dude, let's come up with something different. You know, let's come up with something a little different. So I'm a little diff this time, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little sick of this, uh, joke it, and it seems to be just like, it seems to be the formula for getting a hundred thousand likes on TikTok is some variation of, uh, either a white boy, a skinny white boy with a nicotine addiction, which I take personally. And, um, the other option, the, uh, what did I just say? The white boy frat boy that buys stocks i take the frat boy part personally i was in a frat i was in sigma chi in college um so you know whatever i think we should just get a little bit more original with it like you know chill out fucking you know hate something else hate uh like the uh, the republican oligarchy that seems to be straining our country or something let's shit on them i don't know um and I only wrote like really one other thing, but it was interesting. So I saw a TikTok of a guy that's like, he had a thousand followers and he's looked up what a thousand followers would look like in, in real life. 
sorry, Turner, I'm being loud. Um, what a thousand followers would look like in real life. And it was like a lot of people. And then I thought like, if I look, I have 205,000 followers now on TikTok. And I, I was like thinking about it. And I've listened to a lot of history podcasts on like wars and stuff. And like, I have some, I have some fucking men, you know, I, I have a fucking feared following me. That's what I want to do. I, I mean, like I can make a goddamn army, you know, like that. And I feel like most of my followers are female. I think it's like 89%, but I, I know women are strong. I know we could make a strong army with uh strong women leadership in it. And of the men, whether they are gay or straight or cis or trans or whatever, I know they're strong men that follow me. I know they're hardy, strong men that could hold the bloody gates from the Persians. So uh, if I call upon y'all, uh, call upon my feared to, to, you know, like pull up on uh, the Capitol. Oh, no, I, I can't say that. Pull up on you know, Trump Towers, my feared. That is a fuck ton of people. 205,000 is a lot of people. If you like look at a picture of 205,000 people, that's more than, than goes to my, went to my college. A lot more. So, um, I need to figure out a call or, or a sign in order to gather my feared in the, the hills. I feel like I'm, I sound like Joseph Smith right now. <laughs> to gather in the hills of Missouri to meet God or something like that. But that's what you'll be doing. You'll be meeting God or you'll be meeting victory, um, which both are as admirable. That, that's, that's what my army's like fighting style is. We uh, fight to die or to win. Those are the only two options. Um, so yeah, start training, start getting out your long swords, um, start getting out your bows, uh, I I think we had about like 30,000 archers. We'd be fucking set. Um, and the rest is just on the ground. A hundred and a hundred and seventy foot soldiers. Uh, probably like, you know, a good 170 K foot soldiers, probably a good uh, 50,000 of them on horseback. Ooh, dude, you, you don't understand. Like people back in the day in England, they had armies of like fucking 50 men and they'd take castles the fuck i have 200,000 205,000 that's a lot of men um let's go invade a country you know let's go invade a country in the name of science and and mental health which is my brand uh so yeah um anyway my my topic today is a really interesting topic and i think a lot of you that listen We'll like this topic a lot more than the other ones I've done that are more sciencey. Um, my topic today is clinical depression, and I, I actually wrote a script on it. I did pretty decent research um, in order to give y'all the the facts about it. Uh, it's something that I've personally struggled with in my life, um, and, and a lot of my family has. And I think it's a really important thing to understand. I don't think a lot of people. Uh, it's such a common word, and we use it in, in a lot of very common settings that we forget the the actual impact that it has on people's lives so we are going to dive right in into clinical depression
so my dog woke up that's just great um you know for this i might be a little distracted this is my first time reading a script uh for a podcast so bear with me um i wasn't the best popcorn reader in high school you i get pretty nervous um so i'm gonna try and read this with grace as i let me take a nervous drag of my nicotine stick my cancer stick all right let's do this depression many have dealt with this or have known someone who has dealt with this during their lifetime have you ever wanted to stab someone in the face for telling you just to try to be positive when you're feeling down you've probably dealt with some form of depression it is detrimental to some and just a time during college where someone takes too many clashes and got their first F and drank themselves into a happiness coma for others like me. Um, so what <laughs> so what causes this dark cloud to cast the ever so cunty reins on our parade? Easy. It's Satan. Satan is the one that overtakes our brain. Studies shows that a Q4 prayer a day regimen. Uh, cast out satan's evil ball sack from the depths of our soul and out of our mouths um of course that's not it but first we have to discuss the difference between depression and clinical depression every living person has experienced some form of depression a loss of a loved one getting a bad grade having a hard on for trump and then seeing him get completely obliterated in the election I wrote this yesterday, and I, I forgot some of the jokes I put in, so I'm pretty funny, I think. Um, so I might laugh at myself. Most of the time, these feelings pass, and people can get over the unfortunate circumstances over time. Whereas if one is diagnosed with major depressive disorder, also known as clinical depression, there is no sign of improvement of mood when these circumstances change. Clinical depression in the UK and US has a lifetime impact incidence rate of 20% in women and 12% in men. Why more women than men? It is because they're smart, smarter and smart people like myself are depressed. Men usually just look at boobs and shoot a gun and they feel better. Not me though. I have to get, I have to think about uh, my death and, and the existential dread that comes along with that and, and wondering if there's an afterlife or not. Most people don't. Uh, that don't struggle with depression, ironically enough. Um, not really ironic, but uh, pretty obviously enough. Uh, this total accumulates to about 10% of adults who have suffered from depression at some point in their life. And that's a fuck ton of people. Um, if you think about it, 10% of my followers, of my feared, what is that? Two, two, it's like 25,000. 25,000 followers are depressed, which I, I guarantee that's a lot higher. Um, is it? Tw yeah, 25,000 would be 10% of my followers times that by 10. That's 250. Oh, no. It'd be 20,500. I don't know. No, no quick math on this podcast, but I'm sure a lot more of my followers are depressed. Um, so what are some of the symptoms of clinical depression? Well, according to the Western Medicine DSM-5, which stands for Dick Sucking Malfunction 5. <laughs> that was so stupid. Uh, actually, Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental 
disorders. It should be DSMMD, I guess. Having five of the following symptoms lasting multiple weeks qualifies you with that golden ticket to a nice little SSRI prescription. Um, these are the these are the following symptoms: low mood, little little or no interest in thing, doing things you enjoy, changes in appetite or drastic changes in weight, feeling worthless, sleeping too much or too little, poor concentration, um, restlessness or slowness, loss of energy, suicidal thoughts. Suicidal thoughts. Um, now, if you have any of these, I can't diagnose you because I got rejected from medical school, but that's okay because you can go see a real doctor. Um, I'll just tell you uh, to – I'd be the person that just tell you, you book up, pull up by your bootstraps, and then talk to me. Then maybe we could get you on some serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Um, what I can talk about is the actual physical manifestations of depression in your body and the physiological physiological consequences, if you will, um, because I am a human physiologist. I I am degreed. I have <laughs> I have my college degree in human physiology. Um, there are some significant changes we consistently see in the brain throughout patients struggling with depression. Having a small frontal lobe and a loss of volume in the hippocampus. Um, there's really nothing. I'll, I'll, I think I wrote down what I'm going to say here. The frontal lobe is responsible for voluntary movement, expressive language, and for managing higher-level executive functions. Damage to the neurons or tissue in the frontal lobe lead to uh, personality changes, difficulty concentrating or planning, and impulsivity. Is that how you say that? impulsivity you know what impulsivity is uh what makes me think of this every time i i think of depression and and damage to the frontal lobe have you ever seen twilight and uh it's like the second one and like edward leaves bella and she's just being such a fucking weirdo and she like every time she does something dangerous she sees edward edward's ghost appearance bella don't do that bella Oh, sh don't do that, Bella. Sorry, I didn't know my camera was on. Bella, don't do that, Bella. And then uh, Jacob takes his shirt off, and then she's like, "The f oh, dude, I was so team Jacob, dude. He's, he's a babe. He's a babe in that movie. Besides his haircut, he's a babe. Um... What was I saying? Um, as it is responsible for impulse control, problem solving, and social interaction, um, the hippocampus is a comp uh, complex brain structure embedded deep in the temporal lobe. It has a major role in learning and memory. It is plastic, which means it creates new neurons. So neuroplasticity means that you're able to grow neurons. Uh, that that's I don't know why they named it that. Uh, I really that'd be interesting to find out why the fuck did they name making new neurons plastic? They aren't like made of fucking plastic. Um okay, side tangent. Fuck anyone that says they're a neurobiologist. Hey, you're just a cell biologist that studies neurons, okay? Um 
it, it, it I think it's uh, kind of lead us to be like, I'm a neuroscientist studying the brain and all the inner workings of the brain. It's not that interesting, dude. You look at stuff that lights up on an MRI. Anyway. Um, and this makes sense. Uh, oh, hippocampus. Da, 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 da. Which makes sense that some people with depression, like myself, have a tension span of a goldfish on a heroin. <laughs> uh, have a tension span of a goldfish on heroin and have trouble remembering things. I have a terrible attention span. Um, and I'm just gonna kind of go off on a study that's very interesting about the hippocampus. There's this patient one time. Um, you know, one time there's this fucking patient, bro. Uh, and he. I think it was a guy. Um, he was having seizures, so they cut out, I believe. I could be totally butching this, but uh, this isn't in my script, so I didn't fact check it. Um, they cut out the hippocampus. I just remember this from class, I think. They cut out the hippocampus of this guy because he's having seizures, I believe. Um, and basically, uh, since the hippocampus is responsible for making neurons and, and memory for that case, like forming new memories, he only remembered everything and up to that point is when they when they did the it's probably like a hippocampalectomy or something taking out taking out the hippocampus and then as he aged he didn't even recognize himself in the mirror isn't that fucking crazy and and the whole point of this is that these are like really important brain structures that um depression impacts heavily so pretty fucking crazy um so uh the hip so another physiological f effect of depression is it kind of puts us in our fight or flight response our, our sympathetic nervous system is activated a lot of times uh due to stress um which i think most people have heard of fight or flight it's when you're like people's dilate and you shit your pants and then you run from a bear um and so i took this quote from some website sorry uh, but no, this isn't my writing. In situations that are often associated with chronic stress, such as major depressive disorder, the sympathetic nervous system can be continuously activated without normal counteraction of the parasympathetic nervous system. So what this leads to is a release. Uh, the, the major thing I think is important with chronic stress due to major depression disorder that I probably have terribly, a terribly high amount of cortisol in my blood. Um, cortisol is a steroid hormone. Uh, what a steroid hormone is, is just basically it, it's a hormone that is, uh, fatty. Uh, so it, it's not water soluble. It has to be transported by a transport protein, all this other shit. Um, and, and it's high cortisol it is a problem and, and chronically high cortisol levels can lead to, um, rapid weight gain, mainly in the face, chest, and abdomen, a flushed and round face, high blood pressure, osteoporosis, skin change. I sound like the guy on a commercial reading the side effects of a drug, uh, skin changes, bruises, um, muscle weakness, mood swings, which shows anxiety, depression, or really depression. 
Um, increased thirst and frequency of urination. High cortisol levels over prolonged time can also cause a lack of sex drive. And in women, periods can become irregular and less frequent. This was from, oh no, and less frequent or stop altogether, which is called amnurio. I don't know if that's right, but um, point being is depression can fuck you up physically. Uh, depression is like getting punched in the dick by Mike Tyson, except your dick is your soul and you basically die from physical damage still. Um, there are many treatments for depression. Uh, one that I did was talk therapy, which, uh, specifically CBT, which stands for cognitive behavioral therapy. This is, uh, what I did for addiction as well. Um, and basically to my understanding, the it, it challenges your own thoughts to expose yourself to the lies you tell yourself um so like for example a lot of times i'm like oh i'm not funny i i everyone hates my podcast i don't want to post it and then i like see that i have a, a good amount of followers and listeners and, and i have to like kind of challenge that thought myself um that ang anxious thought um, I got this expert from um, the APA or APA.org, and it, this is basically explaining CBT. It is important to emphasize the advantages that CBT has made on the basis of both research and clinical practice. Indeed, CBD is an approach for which there are many ample scientific evidence that methods, the methods that have been developed actually produce change. In this matter, CBT differs from many other psychological treatments. CBT is based on several core principles, including psychological problems are based in part on faulty or unhelpful ways of thinking. Psychological problems are based in part on learned patterns of unhelpful behavior. People suffering from psychological problems can learn better ways of coping with them, thereby relieving them of symptoms and becoming more effective in their life. CBT treatment usually involves effort in to change thinking patterns, these strategies may include learning and recognizing one's distraction or distortions and thinking of creating problems and reevaluate them in the light of reality, gaining a better understanding of the behavioral motivation of others, the behavior and motivation of others, using problem solving skills to scope with to cope with difficult situations. Sorry, I'm hot as shit. Sorry, dog. Um, facing one's fears instead of uh avoiding them using role playing to prepare for potentially problematic interactions uh with others learning how to calm one's mind and reacts body not all cbds will use all these strategies rather psychologist and patient client work together in collaboration fashion to develop the understanding of a problem and develop treatment planning cbt places an emphasis on helping individuals learn to be their own therapist. Hey, that's what my therapist says. Um, through exercise and sessions, as well as homework exercises, outside of sessions, patients and clients are patients slash clients are helped to develop coping skills whereby they can learn to change their own thinking. Okay, that was boring. But yeah, that's what CBT is. Um, there's also uh medic medication intervention. Um and I'm on one of these personally right now just because I couldn't really get out of my slump uh, around May last year. Um, 
or March or something like that. I can't remember. Um, okay. And, and so these medications, uh, basically they're neuromodulators, which means they kind of like impact the way your, your brain transmits neurotransmitters. Um, so the most common ones are, are at least the only ones to my knowledge are SSRIs, which are serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Um, and, and just before we go on, I'll, I'll explain what a reuptake inhibitor is. So SSRIs aren't necessarily pumping more serotonin into your synapses, which is the communication between your neurons. It, it's allowing the serotonin to stay in the synapse for longer. So then, so the next neuron can take it up, take up more of it. And, and how it does that is uh, typically serotonin's release and then it's reuptaken from the synapse and it blocks these enzymes that do that. Uh, that's a very simplistic way of, of stating it, but that's what happens. So you're not like creating more serotonin or dopamine or anything when you take any sort of reuptake inhibitor. It is just a way of making them stay in the synapse longer and they don't even know if that's the full effect of what ssris or any of these antidepressants do i talked to someone that said that they uh know that it, it helps with some form of neuroplasticity as well some ssris do or something like that um anyway so that's what a reuptake inhibitor does and now there's serotonin noradrenaline reuptake inhibitors uh so Typically, like people that take like uh, noradrenaline stuff, like what I'm on, I'm on a noradrenaline one, uh, not not an SNRI, but I'm on a noradrenaline one. It helps with like motivation and, and energy and stuff like that. Uh, which, uh, it, if you're like tired all the time, that it helps a lot for that. Um, and then there's noradrenaline in specific serotonergic serotogenic they're called nasus which is pretty cool um antidepressants there's tricyclic antidepressants tcas or monoamine oxidase inhibitors uh which i don't know what those do um uh these have shown improvement with severe depression even though they're unsure of the mechanisms that really work and, and that's uh, kind of what I've talked about. There are some side effects that are like with SSRIs, there's the lower sex drive, sex drive. So um, that's a side effect. Uh, th they do have like withdrawal symptoms in terms of like rebound of mood and stuff. If you stop taking them, they take about a month to work. Um, it, it's just, you know, if you feel like it's good for you, I, I personally think that it, uh, doing talk therapy in and supplementing these while doing it is very um, successful has been successful for me. I don't think they're like the sole solution, even though for some people they are, I don't want to be biased, uh, just off of my experience and those who I've talked to, but because I more deal with like, uh, people with addiction problems and stuff. Um, so there, there is like another treatment option, um, that comes from a more evolutionary standpoint. So if you think about, uh, evolution um basically 
the modern times have only up until the modern times 99.9 percent of human existence happened pre-modern um times and so our body hasn't really evolved for uh this lifestyle that we live with like social media and all this technology and stuff uh we were evolved to like you know scavenge shit and hunt for our food and run a lot and, and fuck and fucking eat and and you know like battle great animals and that's what would make us happy back in the day they actually one of the the more popular psychologists i can't remember his name um that studied the new guinea people he uh interviewed two thousand of them to see if they had any depression issues and and if you don't know the new guinea people are like they're highly they're studied quite a bit in, in terms of like psychology and behavior because um they're cut off from the modern world basically um and the the psychologist found that one out of the 2000 of the new guinea people because they live such a a life that our ancestors lived they only had one case of clinical depression which is pretty crazy that's definitely under 10% that we experience now um and i am a huge proponent of like eating how our ancestors did eating uh exercising a lot and i personally exercise for me helps immensely with my mood like i i think that it, it makes sense that you get these physiological changes with exercise like repetitive running motion releases serotonin in your brain um you get endorphins after you run you get endorphins after you work out um i think that there is something that we should focus on there and, and that's my only problem with this current movement of like oh take your meds take your meds it's okay to take meds i do believe it's okay to take meds i just don't want us to focus a hundred percent of our energy on taking meds when there could be other solutions that maybe work better for other people that don't seem as easy of a fix like exercising isn't easy um you know eating right isn't easy but it does have actual physiological responses in your body that lead to better mood and overall better mental health and, and i was i did an interview somewhat recently like within the past few months with a guy who asked me like what are the five things that i do for my mental health and one of my first ones was exercise and try and eat as right as i can i'm terrible at it but when i do it i feel so much better um and so uh that that's kind of my spiel if if anyone this this is the end of uh my information about a depression um if anyone's struggling with it go see a professional please uh my psychiatrist and therapist have been lifesavers for me i i think the depression um uh, <sighs> It, it really is such a terrible, terrible thing to go to through. And, and there's people that have had a lot more severe depression that have had to do like electroshock therapy and all other sorts of things in order to feel better. And so don't take it. It's really unique to the individual on what works. And so go see a professional, collaborate with them, um, figure out what works for, for you. And, um, do that i i can only give it stuff from my experience as a recovering addict and a depressed asshole um but you know you're different you're different than i am so i think that uh 
it's very important and it is a epidemic and a huge health issue in our country. So if you're feeling depressed, if any of the symptoms I described applied to you, I would, I would advise to go see a ther or a professional, a psychiatrist or something like that in order to get this shit taken care of. Cause, uh, the world needs you. The world needs, uh, everyone and you're important and significant in your own way. So, um, with that, I'm going to end Thank you fuckers for listening. Sorry that it's taken so long. My dog's been chewing a bone this whole time. So I've been looking over, making sure he isn't shitting on my couch. Um, so I love you guys. Thank you so much again for listening. I, I really appreciate all the support and love.